This had a bet on the World Cup edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W Y N N B E T. Hey, this is Larry, the cable guy. You're listening to S G P. Wait, hold on. Say it again. Everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money, Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Uh, I'll be honest, Sean. You look like uh, a man who's fixing to play some <laughs> soccer, aka football. Yes, I'm wearing my. You're looking uh, quite fit in that Newcastle jersey. I'm wearing my soccer kit, even though I am Team USA. This is my only soccer outfit, so I had to rock it. Well, your name. Four are your name's on the back, Sean. Right? Yes, it is. It, and shout out to. Uh, I can't really see. Oh, I think the biceps came out came over nice. Shout out to Malcolm. Uh, hooked us up with their own soccer kits, Ryan. Hey, we got uh, we got a great podcast for you. If you've never bet soccer before, perfect time to hop in. We're gonna walk through how to bet it, even even walk through some of the soccer betting. I feel like some of our audience new to soccer, maybe we have to actually explain the different, the three way The outcomes. amount of times we've had an Asian handicap conversation. <laughs> you can count on one hand on this, uh, this podcast. So yeah, I mean, and Sean, by the way, it also is the, the, like, this is how we, we met Billy in the first yes. place. Uh, he slayed the 2014 <laughs> world cup. Shout out to us for being around for a long fucking time. All right. We're going to get to all of that before we do. Shout out to WinBet. This is my soccery music. <laughs> SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash WinBet. That's right. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. So a bet $100, get a $100 free bet. I mean, are you kidding me? It is a great time to get down. We got college football, college basketball, the National Football League, and of course, Jolly Old Soccer. They have a ton of World Cup bets. And we are going to be taking all of the World Cup uh, lines, betting lines, straight from the WinBet Sportsbooks, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. And of course, you guys know the disclaimer. Uh, for subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com is 21 or older and present in the state where we play through WinBet is involved. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Joining us on the line, he is the host of the Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Mr. Billy Bahate. Billy, what's happening, man? I can't believe we're doing a show where you're wearing a soccer jersey and I'm wearing a polo, Nick. But, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the tides have turned. I guess it's just down to the freezing cold country that I'm in and my, my heating hasn't turned on yet. So that's, that's the reason, but I, I can't believe Newcastle. Like why, why Newcastle or what of everything? I think uh, Malcolm's a Newcastle. Yeah, Malcolm, fan. Malcolm oh, okay. was, it was nice enough to give us the jerseys. Purely He's a that. Newcastle guy. I, you know, it's, it's all soccer to me, Billy. Plus I, aren't the new owners Qatari. Like maybe there's the crossover there. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, they've they've just got that. They've just got that all money through. So yeah, they're they're now the richest club in the world officially. That's Sean, crazy. this is where you say, "Watch out, Man United!" Coming Watch out, Man U. We're coming for you. <laughs> Are they our rivals? I got to learn. A no, little no, bit. but you just you probably hate Man U. They're like oh. the Yankees. All right, the then, then definitely hate them. Now, Billy, you've been uh, doing uh, like Ryan said. We met you back in 2014. Eight years. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Time has has completely flown by. Back then, they did the World Cup in the summer, Sean. <laughs> yeah, that was all the way back when they used to do it in the summer. <laughs> uh, walk us through, like, what is your I know you've given out a bunch of winners for the World Cup and stuff, but do you recall maybe your best bet or best run on uh, giving stuff out on our show for soccer? Because I feel like it's always been, it's always been uh, pretty pretty sweet. Yeah, um, well, chronologically, I did the World Cup, and uh, I had to. I asked you guys if I could come on and do it, and you're like, and you're like, yeah, soccer. I don't know, like. <laughs> I don't know if I guys, I don't know if I guys would be interested in that. And then it's snowball. I think I did the Champions League, like the, the Champions League the year after. And then we did the EPL show for the 2015-2016 season. So it took it took about 16, 17 months before we actually had a weekly show uh from World Cup to the EPL show. But yeah, I think the the lot records are strong. Uh, I think the best year I had was 47 and 11. Wow. Um I I I did have a um, a fourteen and one start, but this year, but at the but at that time, it was completely overshadowed by by Kramer's one hundred percent record in the <laughs> in the NFL. So I I couldn't even shout about it because I was being I was being overshadowed by what Kramer was doing. And and I think it's to his credit, you know, you you have those minus one ten lines, whereas I I allow myself to go from as low as minus one eighty. So it is a little bit easier for me to have a fourteen and one start. Although it's still good, obviously, yeah, uh, still massively probable. But while this guy's going eight and zero at minus one ten, <laughs> I couldn't really brag about it as much as I should have. Yeah, and and I'd like to thank Billy. The the this whole year has been nothing but people coming on congratulating <laughs> Sean about his Philadelphia Eagles. No one, no one even mentioned oh. my hot start to the lock streak. Other than shout out to Josh, he kind of jinxed it with his his tout on social media, but. Finally, a guest comes and and greases this pole over here, Sean, or maybe greases the wheels. I don't know, but what, yeah, I mean, look. what about what about the um what about the World Cup itself? I know, well, one they're they're taking they're doing it in November. It seemed like there was a lot of controversy surrounding <laughs> the Qatar World Cup. It wasn't what didn't it seemed like pretty obviously maybe the World Cup officials were bribed to put it in Qatar. And then you know they're. Pu- it sounds like and they're then building they the stadium. Out it's the, it's kind of last second. What what's your? Give us like a uh, a, a quick s- briefing on the on the tournament itself. Yeah, I think for, for me, I would prefer to be be having it in the summer as a handicapper, just because this is our that's our that's our gap. Um, usually, like we we have tennis going on. We have like the French Open and Wimbledon. And then if we have a soccer tournament, it keeps things going. It means that the gap that we have between soccer to soccer is, is only about six weeks. So that that's where I like it to be. Um, here, like at the same time, I'm I'm trying to handicap the NFL. I'm trying to handicap the NBA. I'm trying to get the end of the tennis season. So and we and we don't really know how to go about it because usually when we have the soccer season, there's there's never there's there's never this break where we 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 stop the existing soccer season 14 games in. And then we have these games played. We've lost players to like injuries. 
So it's going to be a difficult thing to to handicap. Mm. It's never ever been been seen before. And as I said, ideally we wouldn't really want it at this time of year. I think the one positive about it being in Qatar, other than obviously the political issues, are the political issues. But for me personally, the window to to discuss them is gone. Like you can now virtue signal and and, and do whatever you want. But the fact is, is that you already said you were going to play. Yeah. You can't you can't now go you can't <laughs> now go over there and and dictate what their rules are, especially when it's religious, because then it gets into such a weird area where it's not just their rules where where you know as Westerners you can say oh this is barbaric and this is wrong. It's it's very strange when it comes to religion. You're, you're pretty much handicapped and handcuffed of saying anything. So I'm not going to touch that one um, because <laughs> I think it's far too late. Um, but but ultimately, I think the the difficulties lie with the break. And uh, and the weather because we we know it was already moved from June, so it was going to be hot. It's still going to be pretty hot. So there's there's all those there's all those difficulties to overcome. But as I was saying, the positive thing is is that for for guys that were thinking about betting this, you you get up in the morning and you can bet it. I was telling you guys on the West Coast that the England USA game, for example, is going to be as soon as you wake up in the morning. It's a seven yeah. p.m. kickoff, so it's eleven a.m. for you guys. If you wake up really early, there's a game before that. So if you guys are thinking, oh, am I going to watch this? Or am I going to keep betting the NBA? Or am I going to watch the this NFL on Sunday, whatever? doesn't matter. You can watch it all. You can bet on everything because of the way this is timed out. So uh, yeah, that, even, that is... even Sean can get involved. Oh, yes. God's eye will be watching the World Cup for sure. I mean, this is uh, – I would go as far to say in the, in the year uh, 2022 – that uh, soccer, the World Cup may have less flopping than we're seeing in the NBA. So I definitely <laughs> off the NBA, and maybe even after Heineke debuting the uh, one nil flop last night, just was that oh. a World Cup shout out? Perhaps he's already ahead of it. Ahead of the, the game. flopping has fully infiltrated our sports. I, I just, I, I, what I heard him say is we're going to be seeing some injuries because they're already playing. They're, they're, they're middle of their season. Uh, they're going to a place that's probably drier and hotter than what, where they're playing somewhere in Europe. Well, yeah, and we see this all the time with the NFL. If you have can't a, project injuries, though, Sean. No, but I, I think, I think a lot of like uh, pulled hamstring, a lot of that soft tissue stuff, because you take a long break, maybe your conditioning isn't as good as it should be, or again, you're going playing in a completely uh, different type of weather. It's going to throw things off. Is there any sort of like big picture? The fact that it's playing a guitar, the fact that teams are dealing with injuries. Um, is there any sort of big picture takeaway where like, you know, I mean, we, we are famous for having the first half unders in the March madness tournament. Is there any sort of like, Hey, maybe look to unders because these guys are, uh, are not going to be in the best shape or the conditions, or maybe it's maybe it works the other way. And you lean towards overs because the defense um, is dogging it a little bit. Any sort of big picture stuff on that? Not, not really in terms yeah. of like the overall, the overall look at the tournament. Um, African team, African teams in general set up very defensively. Um, we've seen a lot of unders in the African nations. In fact, the usual line of over under two and a half goals uh, when the African nations was played, the under two and a half goals was set at under minus two hundred for nearly every single game because of the way that they played. So, I mean, that was a very boring tournament to watch. But they're also used to playing a tournament in the middle of the season. So the African nations could do well because they're used to it. But mm. that's really it. I mean, in terms of those teams setting up with a defensive low block, we're going to see a lot of that uh, when you come up against the the Argentinas, the Brazils, the Frances. Um, a lot of teams are not going to be wanting to play them. So sometimes when you do see a, a France, a Brazil, 
and you got a very juiced line of like, you know, minus 200, minus 300, something along those lines, you can tack on uh, the under four and a half goals or the under three and a half goals alongside it because it may take these teams some time to score. Like every team that's got here has come through quite a vigorous qualification process from their continent. So they know how to organize themselves well enough to, to not get beaten by four, five or six. That's not going to happen. Yeah, so, so almost, yeah, I, I don't think kind of like almost kind of like for uh, well, first half under. Do I hear in first half under? Yeah, almost kind of like, um, and there might Wait, be something. So to our this. first half. Uh, do we? Well, have because to- it does sound similar to a March Madness style tournament hmm. where Billy's pointing at first game. Even it, even the like low ranked teams, even your 15, 16 seed teams, they still had to win their conference tournament, yeah, right? They still had to teams. win the Patriot League or or whatever it is. And and to go up against these teams, and, I love that and we're they're talking not gonna get out. blown out. I love that we're talking this out. We just figured out that first half unders may apply to the <laughs> World Cup. Very excited. I'm doing that this year. I, I like it too. I already locked that in. All right. So what we're gonna do is uh we're going to uh look at the outright winners, then we're gonna go by the group winners and uh and get some picks over there as well, and then even top goal score. Um, some props there at the end. Let's look at the uh, outright winners right now. Brazil, a big favorite at plus three fifty. Argentina close at plus five twenty five. France plus five seventy five. England plus seven fifty. Spain plus eight hundred. Germany uh, ten to one. And then the United States. USA. No one believes USA. in us. A hundred and fifty to one. This is disgraceful. We didn't we're, realize we're neck and neck with Wales and Senegal. Sean, I mean, we didn't on. realize we made a sweet World Cup USA shirt. Oh, yes. But uh, if if Jake's listening, maybe we turn this somehow into a soccer ball, get a little oh, World, yeah. World Cup style. Uh, yeah, Cup I mean, five. who the the future on the U.S. is hilarious. It is. It is. Comic that's creepy. pretty. That's pretty embarrassing a, for us to be around those teams, as right, as Billy? Someone, <laughs> as someone just popping in on the World Cup. My instincts say Argentina is the favorite and then USA is the long shot. But uh <laughs> Billy, Billy, does the US have any sort of chance of winning this? Oh, it's starting right with the US. I thought, <laughs> I thought we would wait to get to group B at least. Oh no, all right. Get, no, no, let's get out of it. at least maybe if they can even get out of their group. But no, realistically, realistically they 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 don't. I think um having a respectable performance here would be the best thing for them. Getting out of the group where they face a team again, like England, of course, and in Wales, who have more tournament experience than them. I think that'll be the challenge alone for this young team to get out of the group. But no, they don't ultimately have no chance of winning. But we'll talk more <laughs> about their group prospects when we when we get to group B, definitely. Sean, it sounds it sounds like this maybe is like the US is like the that they, they get in the playoffs, they have a nice showing, but they lose. Mm. And then next next year we host or next World Cup is hosted by us, Sean. Yeah. So this is a big setup for I I've heard the the soccer pundits, the Alexi Lalases and <laughs> and such talk about how important it is to have some wins or have some success in this World Cup to not create a ridiculous amount of uh pressure on the team for the next one. So So you uh, want to you want to move to uh, group A Billy or do you have any thoughts on the on the outright market? The the outright market, yeah, I I believe it's correct to have the two South American teams there. Uh, at the top um, to, to see if they'll be able to adjust more so to the weather. I mean, a lot of these players, they don't play in South America. In fact, 90% of both squads don't play in South America. They all play across Europe. Uh, Argentina coming into this one with the Copa America win. That was their first trophy in 28 years. Uh, but they, but since they're now riding a 35-match unbeaten streak. And in this tournament, um, I believe Argentina are going to play a friendly match before the tournament. So when they go into this tournament, 
when they play Mexico, they have the opportunity to get the world record undefeated streak. This isn't a winning streak. This is an undefeated streak. So they have the opportunity to get that in the Mexico game. Um, so they're, they're coming in with all the form. Messi's last World Cup as well. Um, he hasn't lived up to the hype on the international stage. Obviously, always in the shadow of Maradona, who's a player in, in 1986. Like that, that 1986 performance by Maradona is still the standout World Cup performance of a player putting an entire team on his back. And then, and then carried him to the World Cup. He didn't do anything in the in the final necessarily, but he did carry him through. It's kind of like when Carson Wentz carried the Eagles through to the to the Super Bowl in play, um, like that time. That's that's what that's what Maradona did back in back in '86. But yeah, I mean, Messi's always been in his shadow internationally, whilst being a better club player. So all eyes are going to be on that. I think sentimentally. Everybody wants them to win. If you don't want your own country to win, you want Messi to win. I think he's the more popular player than Ronaldo. Ronaldo's done himself no favors this <laughs> week. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the with the story in the Piers Morgan interview where he's tried to get himself out of Manchester United because he's not playing. So that's not done him any favors either. So the bias towards Messi will be even more. But I think the opportunity to solidify yourself as the goat and for it to be somewhat undisputed, I think like I think it lies here for Messi. The funny thing is the biggest obstacle is their biggest rivals is Brazil. This squad is absolutely stacked from top to bottom. Um, this this will really test the fact whether it's more important to have that outright 11, uh, which is what Argentina have, a strong 11. Brazil too have a strong 11, but their squad depth is unbelievable. They can cover every single position. And we'll see how important that is in this tournament, especially with it being played at this time of year. Um, I cannot really make a case for any of the European teams. Uh, can't even make a case for England, which oh, I'll talk no. about when we get to oh. Group B. So I'm I'm pretty high on the on the two teams from South America, personally. Well, what you mentioned the the comment about the African nations not having to have a different flow of their season being broken up. I'm seeing Senegal here mm. at at a hundred to one. Is that like am I am I is that a is that a sharp angle right there, Billy? It's not a case like. All these African, well, a lot of these African players do play in Europe, so they're still having their season ah. broken up. But they've done this many times before. Like they've played the African nations, which because it's because Africa's hot too, the African nations is played in January, so they're used to like going away, playing a tournament, and then going back to their league, missing six or seven games mm. usually because the season doesn't stop for the African nations. As something which has been controversial, um, and African football have complained about it. But um, but yeah, they're they're used to it. But whether they have the talent pool to go deep, I'm not too sure. Senegal probably are the only ones. They are the African Nations champions, uh, but they have a very difficult group in in Group A to to just just come out of. So we'll see. Uh, also, Sadio Mane of, of Bayern Munich was injured just mm. before the tournament, so he's missed the last couple of games for Bayern. So we'll see if he's 100. percent He'll need to be 100 percent because he offers the goal output for them. Um, whereas their 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 squad depth defensively they're solid, but their goal output and goal threat comes from Sadio Mane, who was formerly of Liverpool and has now gone to Bayern Munich. And so good transition into Group A. Yeah, let's get into Group A before we do that. Chat. Yeah, it's almost like I it's almost like I do podcasts. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Billy Billy's a pro. Um, hey, before we uh, talk group stages, let's talk Rocket Money. 
What an opportunity to save you some extra bucks, extra bucks. You could be, you know, getting down on some sweet bets. All you got to do is go to rocketmoney.com slash SGPN. There are so many subscriptions out there that you probably already signed up for. You're set up on auto pay. You forgot they're charging you five, 10 bucks a month. It adds up to hundred dollars uh, a year. Again, I'm, I'm so glad I found this out. Cause there was a bunch of, you know, like old Jimber memberships. You forget to cancel whatever it is. Rocket money makes it so easy to cancel. All you gotta do press cancel rocket money takes care of the rest. And again, you might even be double charged for some of these things. Rocketmoney.com slash S G P N. They will take care of you and help you save up to hundreds of dollars a year, maybe even more. And we're also brought to you by Babbel. Holiday season is coming up. And what is the perfect gift? Babbel. It's uh it's great for the traveler in your in your life or someone who's in a in a foreign cultures and likes learning new language. I mean, I just saw uh someone in the chat say May uh, May Amo football. So again, maybe you want to talk a little uh football americano or football football, whatever it is, Babbel helps you uh talk to other people in new languages 10 minutes a day and you're all of a sudden speaking the new language in as little as 3 weeks. You got Spanish, French, Italian and German and a 20-day money back guarantee. You can't go wrong with Babbel. Again, perfect gift for the holidays. Just go to babbel.com/sgp. That's babbel.com/sgp. B a b b e l.com/sgp for up to 55% off your subscription. Group A, we got Holland, Ecuador, Senegal, Ryan, as you mentioned, and mm -hmm. Qatar, oh. the home team. Oh no. Holland's minus 255, Ecuador plus 600, Senegal plus 600, Qatar Plus seventeen hundred. I assume the Qatari team is all foreign nationals who are bought and paid for and are playing mercenaries. For yeah, I mean, for, for Qatar, it's it's a weird one with Qatar. So since I since I started watching the World Cup in in nineteen ninety, the host nation qualified from the group once in history, and that was South Africa in two thousand and ten. Wow. A very bad US team in '94. They were not expected to get out of the group managing to do it. Obviously, France were because they went on to win the tournament in 2002 under very dubious circumstances. Korea and both and Japan, who were co-hosting the tournament, both went out of their group. In fact, Korea went all the way to the semi-final. So, and 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 they were and they were like underdogs to get out of the group. And there were a lot of um, controversial decisions along the way particularly in the Italy game. So people can look out for themselves in 2002. Um, the last World Cup, Russia, they had a very poor team. Uh, they were ranked somewhere in the 60s in the world rankings. They got out of their group. So it's so, not beyond the realm of possibility. In fact, historically, they are favoured to get out of the group. But just the odds here tell me that Qatar are plus 400 to get out of their group and plus um, 11 to 1 to win their group. So... They're obviously the massive, massive underdogs here because of the quality of their team. The history does favor the host nation, but I think that it would have to be with a tinge of corruption. But corruption's mm. like the, the key word going into this World Cup, so yeah. it would not surprise me at all. I mean, it's definitely <laughs> worth a couple of dollars like to, to have a bet on them. Yeah, that's a great because yeah, of the history. If what's if it's worth, you know, infinite money to host the event because you just want your your nation highlighted, what's an extra Half of infinity. They have infinite money. 
What, yeah, what's, I mean, what's it cost to get to? I mean, it's like live golf. It's like, you know, why? Maybe what, what, what you pay an extra <laughs> half a billion, you get to the quarterfinal. Like, <laughs> yeah, that come work? on, we can, we can figure this out. I'm with Billy. I think the, uh, oh, and this is great. I, I'm, I saw it on win bet Qatar to qualify is plus 500. <laughs> that to me is a nice five to one. And then group winner. I, I don't know. I mean, at Holland at minus, let me see. Um, Holland is the massive favorite at minus two fifty five, but Billy's saying maybe sprinkle Qatar to group winner at seventeen to one. Uh, we have it here. What do you think? So uh, it seems like the play is Qatar to qualify. I definitely like that at five to one. Uh, is Holland? Are they such a dominant favorite that there's any value at minus two fifty five for them to win Group A? Um. I got a slightly better line in that over here, but but at the same time, there isn't really. They they should win the group quite comfortably. Um, they won their group at the last European Championship, and they did it with a very very poor manager, a manager who failed in the EPL. He has the worst win percentage in the history of the EPL. He then somehow managed to get the international job at Holland <laughs> and um, messed that up as well. But they have a massively talented group of players. Um, when you look at the likes of Memphis Depay. Uh, when you look at the likes of um, Virgil van Dijk being, being their centre-back. So um, they're very creative in midfield as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very difficult to see this group of players who all play their football across the top teams of Europe um, failing to win this group against the competition. Um, the only team you can really make a case for is is Senegal because Senegal will try and shut games down and they could feasibly come away with, with a point against the Dutch. But ultimately, even in that scenario, if the Dutch end up with a draw with Senegal, their goal differential against other mm, teams because of yeah. the way that they play is going to be bigger than Senegal. I think when you're looking elsewhere in this group, the qualification odds, I think the reason why I favour Senegal over Ecuador to come through this group and why I favour Senegal over Qatar, if Qatar are going to have that big performance where they get a result against either Holland, Ecuador, or Senegal, I think it's going to be on that opener. I think it's going to mm. be when the whole country are behind them, yeah. all the buzz of the tournament, yeah, the opening no. ceremony, and, and I think they're going to come out like super motivated for the opener. I think, obviously, that motivation dips as we get through the tournament, and it's easier to play this team um, later on down the line than it is for that big opener. So Ecuador... Aren't really in a um, aren't really in a great position playing Qatar first, um, so that's why I slightly favour Senegal because um, they get to play them later on. That that that's really the the only reason why I favour them, other than the fact they have um, the pedigree of being the African Nations champions, and um, and Ecuador's team is quite young. Uh, it sounds like we're playing Senegal to advance at somewhere around even money. It sounds like we're playing a Netherlands Senegal exacta box <laughs> plus one twenty five. It sounds like we're playing <laughs> Netherlands Senegal straight forecast plus two fifty, and uh, it sounds like I'm going to sprinkle Senegal plus one hundred to win it. Right, you're writing all this down. I'm writing it all okay. down. I got yeah, it right here. I think I think all of that comes with the asterisks to watch the to keep an eye on the Sadio Mane situation yeah. because without Sadio Mane and your captain being gone. That's a massive loss. So I, I don't know where the goals are going to come from when you... I mean, look, it's the Ballon d'Or was just done. Benzema won it and Sadio Mane came second. So it's been a long time since an, since an African player was in the top three. So that that's how influential he is. 
And I think it would be a, a big negative if he if he's not at one hundred percent. So I would keep an eye on that. I still would have that 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 minus five hundred that plus five hundred sprinkle on Qatar just for history, yeah. just for history because. In the 32 years I've watched the World Cup, only one host nation has gone has gone out. That's so and wild. As I've said, like, the, the, I mean, said, come when, on. When, the truth and, is out and, there. And you, and you got similar odds, similar odds on the US in '94. Not that I was gambling in '94. I was probably trying to. Um, <laughs> and then and Korea, Japan, and um, and Russia have all come through with strong, similar type of strong, odds. Love it. Uh, all right, these are great points. We got we got to keep. We got a lot of groups to get uh -oh. through. Group B. <laughs> Everyone's favorite group. England is the favorite oh. at minus two ninety. The USA dogs that are no one, no one's believing in at plus six fifty to win the group. Wales plus six fifty to win. Iran twenty one to uh, or plus twenty one hundred to win. And then the qualify odds you have U.S. Uh, or England is a massive favorite at minus fourteen hundred. USA uh, plus one hundred. Wales plus one hundred. And then Iran plus three fifty. Billy, I mean, I, I think the I love this USA team. To your point, they're young, but they're young. They're scrappy. They don't know they should be scared of this world stage. I think th I think they definitely qualify. I'd be shocked if they don't. But again, I'm a homer. What do you make of this group? Could be a Nathaniel Hackett coaching situation. <laughs> yeah. Again, um, in theory, I know England have had a massive dip in form, which is why their prices dropped so significantly because they were. The, the clear third favorites. In fact, at one point, when um, when we when we when we finished the Euros last year, England were the second favorites behind Brazil, who have always been the favorites for this tournament because of obviously the squad, the history in the World Cups, and uh, because of where it's being played. But um, England have had a massive dip. Um, they've been really poor since the Euros. They've been relegated from their Nations League group, which is quite difficult to do when you have the type of players that England have. So they're not. They're not coming into this tournament in good form, but this is where the USA face difficulty because it's a squad game, right? It's a squad game where all of these all of these people are taking twenty six men over, and they only need to pick eleven. Now, USA's disadvantage is this: if England beat Iran and Liverpool beat uh, Liverpool, if England beat Iran and, and England beat the US, they have their six points. By the time they play Wales and England have already mathematically won the group, then they will sit everybody for that game. So that, ah. that's the big problem that the US have. Now, if England don't have maximum point, uh, or, or if Wales, um, if, if England don't sit people against Wales, that means that Wales are in with a shout of winning the group, which already means that Wales have had positive results against the US and Iran. So if England don't, if England have two wins, but they are still playing their strongest team against Wales. That will only be because Wales can potentially overtake them in the group. So it's a no-win situation for the US in that in the way that this group is like laid out. Because if England are if England play their strongest team against Wales, that means Wales have done really well. If England play their weakest team against Wales, then it offers mm. Wales the opportunity to get something. And historically, if you look at the Euros, England only dropped points in their group in the Euros against Scotland. Scotland are massively ranked below England in the rankings and England were not able to beat Scotland because Scotland played like that game, like their life's depending on it because England and Wales and Scotland and, and Northern Ireland, this is all Britain and all those players are going to play up because they all, they all play in England anyway. You see some of them play in the lower leagues. So Wales are definitely going to raise their game for the England game, no matter what, but for England, it could just be a case of let's put 11 different players out there. So that that's going to be the biggest difficulty for us which means, in my opinion, 
the game against the game against the Wales USA's opener is a must win. I think they must win that game. And I actually fancied mm. the USA to win it until the other week where Gareth Bale came off the bench and won the, the MLS Cup for LA Galaxy. Uh, sorry, for LAFC. Um, bearing in mind, he's barely made a contribution all season and has just been sitting there trying to get his fitness. <laughs> and he comes off the bench and scores the equaliser eight minutes into injury time and LAFC win it, which proves that Gareth Bale is still a massive match winner. And this is a player in his career has won the, has won the Champions League coming off the bench as well. So it is it is scary for the US with, with with Gareth Bale being in his form, with him loving his country, always playing up. And I feel the USA need to win that game. Additionally, what's difficult is Iran, they don't hate England and they don't hate Wales, but they hate you guys. Hmm. So even in that, even in that situation, you have you have a game where Iran may play up because they don't want to lose to the US. Like they really don't want to lose to the US. So it is difficult when you look at all of that. I'm, you know, I like these, uh, the side angle. I, I was going to come in with this. I, I knew the bail nugget. He's, he's healthy, which means we're betting on Wales, right? Isn't that the dark horse? England chokes Wales. Wales wins the oh, group. Oh, wow. Ryan con- controversy. Is that hot take? I don't know. Well, if Wales wins, then we gotta, then we have to get second. I'm with Billy. I think I didn't hear a lot of support for the roster that the coach is bringing over. They're already second guessing them. They, he left some key guys at home. Uh, come on. We've seen this story before. No, I I, like, I love the USA too. Yeah, but, but I, this coach is a fucking disaster. I like USA in game one against Wales. To Billy's mm. point, I think they also realize it's backs against the wall time. They're plus one sixty five <sighs> uh, for the game one draws at plus two hundred five, and then Wales plus two hundred. Wales to qualify plus one ten. That feels like easy money. So what are your what are your plays here in Group B, Billy? Are you just taking? Uh, you're taking England to win it and USA to qualify, or what? What do you like best out of these? Yeah, I just I, I think on paper USA are a slightly better team than Wales, um, but Wales have qualified. From the, yeah. They just play up at these tournaments. Um, they they get they get behind the team. Uh, Gareth Bale's a leader, um, and they and they've qualified from two groups already. They qualified in uh, in 2016 where they had a massive run at Euros, and they qualified out of the group in 2020 as well. So when they go to a major tournament, they have been getting out of the group. In fact, they had a they had a significant run in 2016 where they knocked out Belgium. So they do turn up for tournaments. And even though the talent isn't there, and essentially you look at this, and it's a two-man team, it's Aaron Ramsey and it's Gareth Bale. Otherwise, if I was picking, for example, a combined 11 between Wales and US, I'd probably have like six or seven US players and just four from Wales. So, But, but the fact is, is that the pressure's on the US. The scheduling doesn't help them. They have to beat Wales because England, you would assume, are going to beat Iran and are going to beat the US. And if they go into that final game with six points, you're not going to see Harry Kane. You're not going to see um, Maguire. You're not going to see um, the, the, whoever the first choice midfielder is, Rice and Bellingham. Uh, yeah, you're not you're not going to see a lot of these players. So it's going to be easier for Wales to get something from the game. Yeah, I mean, we also tend to not do well in these situations. Like situational <laughs> spot for the US. This is a bad one. All They're, right. There's a lot of hype. We we like Pulisic. He called out the crowd saying it was bullshit. I'm 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 my my lock for there is uh is USA to qualify. Kramer, what's your what do you got there? What Wales to qualify. Wow. I, or no, you know, actually Wales wins the group. Benedict <laughs> Tan over here. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe I'm just motivating the squad. All right. I'm I a little like worried about when Sean, you're gonna hate the coach too. All right. I'm sure I'll turn on him. Group C, Argentina minus three fifteen, Mexico plus six hundred. 
Poland plus 600, Saudi Arabia 75 to 1. How can Saudi Arabia not figure out how to buy some players? Um, I mean, they figured out how to buy an entire golf league. Uh, art and as far as qualifying, you got Argentina. <laughs> they need a Greg Norman of, at of minus twelve hundred. Mexico minus one ten. Poland minus one ten. Saudi Arabia plus five hundred. What are your What are your favorite bets here from Group C, Billy? Yeah, I think it's really difficult to oppose Argentina coming through this group as the winners. Um, bearing in mind that they're riding in that that undefeated streak. Um, bearing in mind that that Mexico game is going to be a world record game. So it's really difficult to look beyond them. They've been winning games like this. They haven't been conceding goals either. So this group is all about second place. One thing I'll say about this, this Mexico team is they're a very strange Mexico team who rarely score, who rarely score more than two goals. Um, they're not a very high scoring Mexico team at all. In fact, they've only done it against quite poor teams uh, which I covered on the on the podcast when I was covering this group. So they're not your usual like high flying, high scoring Mexico team. And Poland, they did they didn't do very good in the Euros, but they've been pretty strong since then. Um, they qualified in a group where they finished runners up to England. They they drew England in in the process as well. So I I don't really want to take too many European teams to get out of their groups, but I do feel that the Poland are in better form than this Mexico team coming in. Uh, as for Saudi Arabia, uh, they're just they're, they they they're just an under team. Uh, that they're going to be involved in the games that are very low scoring. They're going to sit in and try and make it difficult for teams to score. They're trying to go home and not get embarrassed there. Uh, they're not a contender to to win this group. All right, so it seems simple or, there. Or do anything. Yeah, maybe take Argentina minus three fifteen. I'm with Billy. Uh, I'm pulling to qualify. Let's go. Saudi Arabia to be the uh, to lose all their games. Is plus one seventy five. Well, I I'm with Billy. Might I think, be a draw I think, in there. I, yeah, I, see I think that that's angle. I think that's where they get out of that. Where just one draw, and they're good to go. Move it over to Group D. France minus two fifty. Denmark a scrappy dog at plus two seventy five. Then it falls off with Tunisia at twenty four to one and Australia twenty five to one to win the group. Shout out to Australia. Where's Pick Dundee? Yeah, we got a we got a stronghold down in Australia. Uh, as far as to qualify, France minus a thousand, Denmark minus three hundred, Australia plus three hundred, Tunisia is a plus three fifty. What are your uh, what are your best bets here from Group D, Billy? This is the first one where we come up and come up against a favorite, and I'm not a hundred percent confident that they'll win the group. Like even though they are the world champions. Uh, it was Denmark that got through to the semifinals at the Euros, and that yeah. was after one of their players had a had a had a, had a heart issue in the first game, and they oh, were completely yeah. distracted by that uh, with Christian Eriksen, and they ended up losing that opening game. They bounced back from that to qualify from the group and get all the way to the semifinals, where they lost to England in extra time. So this is a team, and this is a team which don't really have superstars. I know they've got Christian Eriksen; he plays for. For Manchester United, but he's not in that that bracket with your your Messi's, Ronaldo's, Lewandowski's, etc. But they they don't have any superstars. But this is a team that come together, and that's exactly what France are. France have got all the superstars. When you look at having Kylian Mbappe, Karim Benzema, Anton Griezmann, and um, and and Christopher Nkunku, but since they have all of these like players, they've not been able to like bring it together. They had a better squad going into Euro 2020, which was played in 2021. They had a better squad going into that than they had, which actually won the World Cup. 
but there was absolutely no chemistry at all. They only played well for half an hour during that entire tournament, which is when they went 3-1 up against the Swiss. And they still relinquished that lead to, to get pegged back to 3-3 and lost on penalties. Um, they haven't been great since then. They haven't been high scoring since then. Um, I can see them being frustrated by teams setting, setting up with a low block. And they don't have the creative players there to unlock it. So they do have the attackers, but they're missing midfielders. Pogba's out of the tournament. Kante's out of the tournament. He, he protects their back four. So you're going in with a completely brand new midfield that you're only getting to try at the tournament. Um, they're so when you look at their players, they're solid. And you look at the defenders, the attackers, the midfielders they're taking, they're solid. They've got two youngsters who are, who are playing for Real Madrid. But you're still starting all of these people together for like the first time, pretty much. So I, I don't know. It's definitely worth opposing them. Look, it wouldn't surprise me if they win the group and they win every single game. But when you're looking at the, the chemistry issues they have coming in, and with the coach being criticised, and this is a World Cup winning coach, yeah, and uh, the, the public are done, the public are, are are ready for him to go because they feel like his time is done. So yeah, it's it's not like, it's not uh, all good going in. Yeah, I like I like Denmark plus two seventy five to win the group, and well, or what if Australia? What was that? Or what if they really fail? And Denmark, Australia take the group plus well, sixteen hundred on the exact oh, box. Wow. Well, what do you like? Do you like that? Well, uh, Australia to qualify, Billy. Australia to qualify three to one. Any interest in that or or no? I mean, to me, Denmark to win it all is the simplest. At well, plus actually, first is Ben Simmons playing for Australia? <laughs> first, no. All right, good. We're gonna yeah, we're, we're gonna fine. Do you do you do you uh, make uh, Australia have any chance to qualify? No, I, I, for me, I think they there will be the bottom team in the group. I think Tunisia are, are oh. better than them. They're a little bit more oh, okay. organized. The difficulty Australia have is kind of similar to the US in terms of coming through that North American qualifying group. So it doesn't really add much competition. And then you increase your world ranking through coming through quite an easy section. And even through that, they needed two playoff wins over UAE and Peru to even get to Qatar. Um and they scraped through a group stage, which which um, saw them qualify ahead of Oman. So it's not really a case of them mm. them them doing too much to get here, which is why when they get there, same as the US, it's a bit of a shock when you're suddenly coming up against teams at this level. And um, yeah, I, I think someone like Tunisia have more of a chance. I do think it'll be France and Denmark. I'm just not sure about the order because it, I think Denmark can beat the other two teams and so can France. And then when you're looking at that Denmark-France game, Denmark are more than capable of sitting in, getting a draw, and then making it go down to goal difference or even stealing the game. Like France have lost to opponents like Denmark before over the last four years. So I'm just not confident about the France's chemistry. Individually, they've got the, they've got the best players. In fact, I would argue that they've got even better players than Brazil individually. But when you're looking at their best players, someone like Kylian Mbappe, who his dream was to go to Real Madrid, he didn't go there because he got offered a truckload of money. But not only did he want the money, he wanted a say in how the team is run moving forward. He wanted a say in all of the players that they signed. LeBron James. Well, that's Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. So, and, the, and this never works. And now he's trying to dictate to Paris where he plays. He's dictating to France where he plays. He wants to play behind the two strikers in the number 10 position. He wears number 10 for France. But what that position means is that you see more of the ball, um, you, you make more assists, you, you get to be more creative, more of a creative influence. And all that is, 
is his ego wanting to put himself in the conversation for the Ballon d'Or. Because he plays in such an easy league in France, which is called the Farmers League, Paris Saint-Germain, we know, are going to win the league every season. That's why they start as minus 1,000 to win the league. So he knows he's not going to get the credit for winning the league with Paris. He needs to win the Champions League, which he hasn't done, or he needs to win another World Cup. And he wants to do it in a position where he doesn't actually play. He needs to shut his mouth, play wide in his real position where he can be dangerous, where he can affect games with his pace, which is his biggest asset. His biggest asset isn't opening teams up with his skill set. His asset is running at players with his God-given pace, but he doesn't want to be that player. And this is the and France are rife with these kind of problems. So, yeah, I, I obviously the talent is unquestionable. Like they have a lot of players that are worth over a hundred million pounds. When you're looking at Mbappe, he's probably worth over two hundred million pounds. But they they haven't they haven't put it together since the last World Cup. That's the problem. All right, so Denmark first, France second in the exacta would pay a little bit better than just Denmark straight up. So maybe a better way to play Denmark out outright, Sean. You get plus three hundred there. We also can sprinkle Denmark and Tunisia twenty five to one. I'm for, forget those Aussies. I'm out on them. Uh, yeah, but I, I like the angle. I like the I like fading this France team. I like how he's laid out this uh, this egotistical prick. <laughs> who's who's soiling the team? Ton, yeah, no, tons it's, of it's super it's team. Assemble. All in, all in on Denmark. All right, moving to Group E: Spain minus one ten, Germany plus one twenty, Japan plus fourteen hundred, Costa Rica Ooh. seventy to one to win the group. Huge fan of Costa Rica as a country. Who you Shout out to my for? Costa Rica or USA? Oh, uh, USA all the way. <laughs> there was I like, a pause I like, there. I like Costa Rica though. It's a good country. A pause. Uh, Costa Rica's eight to one to qualify. Japan's plus three seventy five. Germany and Spain are minus eight hundred, minus nine hundred. I mean, Billy, it seems like Spain and Germany one and two, and Japan and Costa Rica have no shot. Or can you make any case for the dogs here? Uh, I can't, unfortunately. There's always a group that they need to label as the group of death. But in this instance, I think it's just very difficult to pick the winner of the group. Yeah. Um, Germ- Germany's weakness is the fact that they they don't really have any world cast defenders other than Antonio Rudiger. The rest of the team is is, is pretty Rudiger? solid. Uh, in, <laughs> in in terms of uh, Spain, uh, they they don't have that out and out goal scorer that they need. But they'll they'll dominate games in possession. The Spain games aren't going to be your funnest games to watch because it's going to be a team who dominate the ball and play a lot of side to side. It's kind of the equivalent of um, a team in the NFL, like having a good running game and, and and having that time of possession, like, you know, 37, 36, 37 minutes. That's what, that's what it's going to be like watching Spain. Um, as for the other two, Japan are unlucky to be joining this group because they would have had a chance of getting through a lot of the groups. They could have been competitive. Um, and I do feel that they that they'll be able to beat Costa Rica. Costa Rica, I can't give a chance to a team who came fourth in Concacaf. That's USA section. <laughs> so when you finish fourth in that, and you need a playoff to beat New Zealand to go through, um, I can't give you a shot in this group. Um, so yeah, th- this one's this one's relatively straightforward, despite the label of Group of Death. It's difficult to call the winner. It's ultimately going to be decided in the in the Germany Spain game. I would probably just blindly revert to whoever the dog is if you're desperate to bet the group. But but I, and I don't think the I don't think the dual forecast is giving you great odds. Yeah, I don't know what you got there. Win bet. Yeah, we're saying we're uh, plus one twenty for Germany, minus one ten for Spain. I'll take I'll take Germany here as the the dog. Um, if it's a toss up, I'll take the plus one twenty. You know, not afraid to back Germany unless you're talking World Wars. Kramer, what do you got for uh, Group E? Is is Costa Rica going to score a goal? 
Philly? Uh, yeah, I think they'll score. I think they'll score. I think they'll score a goal. Uh, definitely, like definitely, they're not. They're not a team who's set up defensively. Like, like you know, when the Saudis come to the tournament, um, that they'll they'll definitely set up not to get beat. They've got a they've got a history of being in low scoring games. So maybe the um, over in a the over in some Costa Rica games, right? Yeah, like that's what I mean. Like, we if we go if we just go back a little tiny bit to the Saudi data, um, they've got five one nil wins, four one nil defeats, three nil nil draws um, from sixteen fixtures. So that's just a massive under team who've scored five goals in thirteen games. So that's why for their their their, their strategy is going to be to set up defensively. Costa Rica they'll come here to play because that's how they've been historically since they qualified for the 1990 World Cup. They've always come to tournaments to play. South American teams are not going to do what the Asian and African teams do. So, real quick, for reference... Well, not that they're South American, but, you know, American teams. They're very close. Uh, Saudi Arabia's goal total for the tourney is set at one and a half. Um, <laughs> oh, un- under it's juiced, like the Kansas win total. Under juice to minus one fifty. But I noticed that Costa Rica they were they're three to one to not score uh, in the tourney. Costa Rica's four to one on that one, which as Billy said, they I would imagine similar goal total, but no, one it's and two a, and a half. Two but we half. can get if we wanted to take the over, we get we would get plus one forty. All right, so I'm gonna take over on the Costa Rica goals. That's a fun uh bet, and then Germany to win the group. Kramer, what do you what do you got for Oh you? no, that, that was my contribution. Oh, that's yours. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to show people there's all sorts of copy. all sorts of fun uh Fun ways to bet on the world. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash win bet. Yeah, I mean, they have goal totals. Come on. They have everything. All right. And Uh, Costa Rica could score against uh, Costa Rica won't. I don't think they'll score against Spain. I think Spain to Spain to win to nil in in a lot of their games is a good bet, but uh, because of the amount of um, possession that they that they have, it's hard to if you don't have the ball, you can't score. But um, but with Germany, Germany give you chances. So even when you're looking at Costa Rica, Germany, despite the fact Germany will be a heavy favorite in that game, minus 400, minus 450, something along those lines, Costa Rica could still score. Random question and probably exposes me as a soccer fraud and not soccer, oh, Sean. No. That's probably what you has, want. Uh, in, uh, are you allowed to pull your goalie in soccer? And has anyone ever done it in soccer history? Yeah, they, they, the goalkeepers go up for corners. When if a team's losing, the goalkeepers go up for corner kicks. I mean, they can, the goalkeepers can do whatever they want except for handling yeah. it outside so, of the box. So okay. we've we've had goalkeepers score last season. Liverpool's goalkeeper Allison actually scored a goal. So I so, so now if a I team can, is down like three nothing, will they move? No, the go- it, it, it's pulled for a different reason. Oh, okay. Like like Billy saying. So let's say you're you're down a goal. Uh, and you're you're on the attack. You get a corner kick. Your goalie's probably going to be one of the tallest guys in the field. So now he mm. comes down to maybe get ahead on the ball. Obviously, right. this also exposes you as someone who hasn't listened to any of my coaching pillars. <laughs> as a youth soccer coach, if you have a goalie who can play well, it's an absolute cheat code. It's like having an extra kid on the field because kids can't kick it that far. So used to pull the goalie all the time. AKA my daughter. Anyway, moving on. Group F. Belgium minus one eighty, Croatia plus three hundred, Morocco plus ten fifty, Canada twelve to one. Fuck yeah, Canada! Shout nice out. of you to see be there. Yeah, shout out to I'm, Canada. Do they make the, it every time? They were our plus one this year. Okay, uh, and and as far as qualifying, Belgium minus seven hundred, Croatia <laughs> minus two fifty, Morocco plus two hundred, Canada plus two seventy five to qualify. So seemingly a slightly more competitive group we got here. In Group F, Billy, what do you make of this group? Yeah, this is um, this is an interesting group for me because I the 
the winners and the runners-up from this will end up playing Spain and Germany. So this is one of the instances where you're looking at a group winner and you can get very good odds on, say, for example, Belgium win it to be eliminated in a round of 16. In fact, mm. you could see both of the winner and runner-up here eliminated in a round of 16. So I would narrowly lean Belgium and Croatia. Croatia won a World Cup final its last time. Uh, Belgium, this is their last chance. They've had this golden generation for a long time where they've been talking about all of these players playing across Europe. This was Belgium's best team in years with Kevin De Bruyne and Romelu Lukaku. De Bruyne won't play at the next World Cup, or if he will be, if he does, he'll be a lot more ineffective. Eden Hazard is already a lot more ineffective than he was at the last World Cup. Romelu Lukaku is already less effective, and, and this may be the last time where he's a key player. So this, this golden generation who are supposed to win a World Cup for Belgium or at least the European Championship haven't done so. Their best chance was probably last time, 2018, where they got knocked out in the semi-final against France. And a lot of people said that was the real World Cup final because the England-Croatia game, that was a very young England team. Croatia were a surprise package. And it was always going to be a case of, um, you know, one very, very shocking team were going to get to the final. Belgium and France were two of the favourites and they had to play in the other semi-final. So a lot of people were having that narrative that the winner of this game wins it. So that was Belgium's best chance. Um, when it comes to this World Cup, they, they've lost a lot of those defenders in Vermaelen and Vertonghen and Alderweilder. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I feel their chance is gone. I feel they'll come out of the group. I feel they can even win the group. But ultimately, I think they'll fall short to um, to Germany or Spain in the, in the last 16. As for who goes through with them, it should be Croatia. Yeah. But they've become quite a low-scoring side um, since since the 2018 World Cup. Uh, they didn't win their their nations. Uh, sorry, they did win their nations league group, but that's really been the only significant thing they've done since the 2018 World Cup. So four of their last six competitive games have seen one or goals, uh, one or few goals scored. So if they can't score goals, they're going to find it difficult to win games against the likes of Morocco and Canada, who aren't your poorest like teams. Like, you know, where we've been going for a lot of groups in the last group, for instance, where we looked at Japan being in there um, along with, um, I forget, Costa Rica, sorry. Yeah. Um, this, 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 isn't, this isn't that group because Canada can compete. Morocco can compete. Uh, Canada have got here by topping CONCACAF. Uh, they won eight of their 14 games and had a defensive oh. record that saw them concede just seven goals in, in those 14 games. So this team only conceded one every other game. Um, even though that is in CONCACAF. So sometimes you just need that massive confidence coming in. And if you you haven't get you haven't been getting beat, you forget what it's like to be beat. And look, this is professional sports. Like we say this all of the time. Like there isn't really a bad team in the NFL. There isn't really a bad team in the EPL. There's there's teams that are less consistent, but they're not bad. They're not shit. Like we we I mean we saw that this week. Like a coach came in to uh, from a TV job yeah, and managed the Colts to win a game. That means <laughs> the Colts did have talent the whole time. Yeah. So, you know, that, that that's always important to remember. Like, there's no one here 
that's really shit. They are at a World Cup at the end of the day, and Canada are going in with a ton of confidence. So uh, Belgium minus one eighty, Canada to qualify plus. I was going to say Can- Canada picks. took our lunch, as Colby would say. Col- Canada ate our ass for lunch. <laughs> uh, Croatia under five and a half goals is minus one twenty. Ooh, okay. That's that's the play here. As Billy said, they're very low scoring. The very little bit of uh, World Cup prep I, I was looking at seemed like another under. All right, moving over to Group G: Brazil minus three twenty-five, Serbia plus six seventy-five, the Swiss plus seven fifty, Cameroon twenty to one. As far as who's going to win it, now uh, moving over to the uh, the qualify, Brazil is minus nine hundred, and then kind of a toss-up after that with Swiss, Serbia, and Cameroon. Um, all kind of close here. Swiss minus one ten, Serbia plus one ten, Cameroon plus three fifty. Billy, what do you make of this group? Yeah, this is really difficult for for me to pick a runner up in this group. I think Brazil will win it, but I don't think they're going to make any kind of statement here. Where you look at Brazil coming through this group and say, yes, they. That their favoritism is justified, or they're going to shorten here, like you know where you sometimes see teams like at the start of the season when in the NFL where you saw the Bills steamrolling people and, and justifying their favoritism, we saw them really shorten in the AFC. I don't think we're going to see that here with Brazil like putting these teams to the sword because you've got the African team in Cameroon who's sitting, um, Switzerland and Serbia are going to do the same. They're going to all make themselves very difficult to beat. So you're going to see Brazil like scraping through and perhaps even getting a draw here. So mm. I, I think Brazil will win the group, but you're coming up against these very well organized teams. And I think the runner up is going to be determined by the results against each other. Serbia for me are the interesting standout because they beat Portugal in a qualifying group and meant that Portugal had to come through a playoff. So, you know, they're, they're coming into this one having um, already having the pedigree of, of, of topping a group ahead of a big superpower like Portugal. Um, as for the Swiss, they're always going to be defensively solid. They knocked France out of Euro 2020. So it's really difficult to pick a, a runner-up from this group. Um, they're just all going to be difficult to beat. So it's not going to be a cakewalk for Brazil. And as I said, the main takeaway from this is not going to be a case of Brazil looked so impressive that we need to shorten the line. So, so don't don't rush to to bet Brazil to win this World Cup. Uh, wait and see how they play because I don't think you're going to get a you're going to lose much much um, value on the minus four hundred. I think you're still going to have that price still still available to you. All right, yeah, Cam- I mean Cameroon I'll, I'll, to lose all their games is three to one. Okay, should we be evaluating that, Billy? Um, I, I feel like they'll be able to get something from from one of these games because they're not significantly the worst team. They're not significantly the worst team. They're they're a well-organized team and African African qualifying is crazy. It's really really difficult and to be here is a credit to them. If you look at the teams that are not here, look at Mo Salah in Egypt. Mo Salah's not playing in this tournament because wow. he's because he's in Egypt didn't get it. So when an African team gets here, you can't you can't disrespect them to the extent where you think that they're going to be the whipping boys of any group. Mm, all right, crossed it off the list. What are you uh, doing, Sean? Uh, I'm I'm going Serbia on the long shot. To Billy's point, I could see Brazil fuck around with a draw or two, um, and, and maybe not take it as seriously as they need to. Serbia plus six seventy five to win the group is a fun long shot. Uh, do Do we want to have some Brazil under nine and a half goals? Wow, that's in a the lot. group stage. 
Yeah, that's a lot. That's a really, I, I, that's a good one. I never even uh, saw that line myself anyway. Mm. But yeah, that's a good one. Let's go. Let's go. I think, right. I think one advantage Cameroon may have in this, just, just to look at this again, is the scheduling. Um, if there's the assumption that Brazil do win their first two games, I'm not sure they will. But if they do win their first two games, Cameroon played them last, which is where you see everybody rotated. The yeah. thing is that Brazil have the deepest squad in the tournament. So they're the ones who really come into this with two first 11s, even to the point where I'm literally talking about their goalkeepers. They can swap Edison for Allison, which is the Liverpool keeper for the Man City keeper. So, and and, the, and these are two world class goalkeepers. So yeah, it's it's all all across the board. They can flip it. Group H, the final group: Portugal minus one sixty, Uruguay plus two twenty five, South Korea, aka Good Korea plus twelve fifty, Ghana plus fifteen hundred to win. As far as qualifying. Let's take a look there. We got Ghana does have a fire flag, by the but way. yeah, they do. Uh, Portugal minus five fifty, Uruguay plus or minus two fifty as well. South Korea plus two twenty five, Ghana plus three hundred. What do we make a group H here, Billy? Uh, it's a real, the real group of death. Oh, I really? think it's a real. I think it's the real group of death because um, South Korea again, as a TMZ soccer guy, they seem like a competent team. Well, they right? have one of the top. I mean, their 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 top player is one of the top players in England, which means something, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons I've gone off them is because he just fractured a he just fractured his cheekbone oh. and needed orbital and needed orbital surgery, so he missed the end of the he missed the end of the um, the mid season for Tottenham. He missed the last few games, so that was my main concern for them. Otherwise, I did like them here as a threat. Um, Uruguay. They've just come good under a new manager. His arrival has been somewhat of a, a turning point, and they've got a lot of talent. I mean, they've still got <coughs> Suarez, Godin, and Cavani in their squad, who are all hitting their late days, and they're still making the Uruguay squad. That isn't like great for their prospects, but then they also have a lot of new players coming through, like Darwin Nunes, who just signed for Liverpool for eighty-five million. It's difficult to see them not getting out of the group. Um, Ghana are here at the World Cup, but they were terrible at the AFCON. Um, they were one of the, the the strong favorites to do well, and they were very poor um, talent-wise. They're inferior to uh, Uruguay and Portugal. The thing about Portugal is the worst timing was this Ronaldo interview um, because he's got Dallo in the squad, he's got Bruno Fernandes in the squad, two Man United players. Uh, we've got videos already emerging of like Bruno being like frosty with him in the dressing room. Um, <laughs> Ronaldo missed a lot of chances in the last Portugal game against Spain. Um, there's a player called Rafael Loal of AC Milan, who the Portuguese public want to play ahead of Ronaldo. Um, Ronaldo's sister's gone on Instagram and called the Portuguese people ungrateful pigs. Um, so there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like turmoil there, and it all centers around Ronaldo. Just like I always talk about on BetMUFC, where I just want this player out of my club. Because of all the baggage that he brings, yeah, and because of the way that you need to stylistically play around him. Now we're getting into a lot of tactical stuff, which we're not supposed to on the on this show. But essentially, <laughs> the easiest way to explain it is that Manchester United like to the best way that Man United plays to sit in deep, invite teams to attack them, and then break with three pacey forwards. So they like play. They like teams to overcommit in attack so that we have the advantage when we break with pace. Ronaldo doesn't have that pace. So when we're on the break, 
Well, when the ball comes to Ronaldo, what he does is he slows everything down, takes too many touches, and he essentially, he wants the ball out wide so players can put crosses into the box to him. It's a very, very old style of playing. Like Ronaldo made Juventus play that way for him when he signed there. But when he signed for Manchester United, Manchester United finished second in the league the season before doing something very, very different. And Portugal had success doing something very different. So when you have Ronaldo, you play for Ronaldo, which is fine. It's fine when it's peak Ronaldo. It's fine when it's Ronaldo who scores everything and is the best, one of the best players in the air in the world and is winning Ballon d'Or. It's not this Ronaldo. Because this Ronaldo, you need to create four or five chances for him before he scores goals. He's having a confidence crisis. I sympathize with the fact that he, he one of his twins died in birth at birth, which is probably a distraction. But the ultimately, we're trying to we're trying to gamble here and we're trying to win money. We can't look at sympathetic angles and, and, and things like that. He's not finishing the chances that he that they create for him. And he insists on them creating the chances for him. And he insists on playing, and nobody has the balls to drop it. So he's going to start, he's going to be a distraction, he's going to change the way the team plays at their best. So he dampens the chances of both Portugal and Man United and wherever he goes at this point <laughs> in his career. Other than, the, under, other than the MLS, where if he goes there, even at 37 years of age, uh, those defenders won't be able to cope with his movement. Uh, but his movement at the moment is, is too static for the EPL and too static for a World Cup. Even as so that's a like tactical, like so analysis. it looks like a, a fade of Portugal, and by that, I, I'm taking South Korea to shock the world and win Group H at plus twelve fifty. Well, uh, that's very. Yeah, I mean, uh, what are you doing? Shout man? out to Korea. We love Korea. I, I, I just think you know we. It's fun to. I love the angles because you can also bet just Portugal uh, eliminated in the group stage plus three fifty. Mm. You really wanted to get hot. Um, yeah, I don't know. That feels like a that feels like a cancer. That feels like someone that's not making the team better. Uh, we'll see how the Chiefs do. Feels like a Kadarius Tony situation. Oh wow, right. He just I, well, won. I, I think I think they'll come through the group because they have too many too many good players. But ultimately, it will cost them in a tournament. But this is a group that could be won by this. Could, this is a group that could be won by Uruguay because they don't have any of that. Like Uruguay come in as a team. Um, they they're always like tough tackling. They're always horrible. They're always nasty. These the these are one of this is the one of the nastiest teams in, in South America, and um, yeah, they're they're always going to be good for a, a run like a, in a tournament. So yeah, it could start with them winning the group. Uh, I love that. Let's let's just I'm just going to write that down. How about that? We'll just take uh, Uruguay plus whatever the throw, throw Uruguay in there and give me a, give me a sprinkle in Uruguay and South Korea to win. Just a oh, just right. kind you of wanna, a, fun, a, a, a fun fade of Portugal. Oh, I mean, you know, the, the wife will be happy. She's uh, from good Korea. <laughs> All right, closing it out. We have the um, top goal scorer in the World Cup: uh, Harry Kane seven to one, Mbappe seven to one, Benzema nine to one, <laughs> Masai. Uh, he said Benzema earlier. In no, the show. I know. I'm I'm okay. intentionally messing oh, some it. of this these up. This is a bit. I get. But Lionel Masai uh, twelve to one, uh, Neymar uh, twelve to one. I'm just. Oh, this is gonna be a hilarious negative review. <laughs> he doesn't you even know, know who Neymar is. is. Neymar, uh, Billy, what do you like for top goal scorer, and and how do you handicap it? Obviously, you like you have to like the team to go pretty far for them to get the most goals, right? So that's part of the handicap. But who is jumping out at here, and any fun long shots here that make sense? Yeah. Um, 
yeah, it, it's it's always difficult this one because you need to look at who's going to rack goals up in the group. Um, oh yeah, but for terrible. me, the long shots, the long shots are what stand out. Um, Harry Kane, in order to win it, means that England need to go far in his tournament, and I and I don't think England will go past the quarterfinals in this tournament. I just don't. I just feel there's like too much, um, too much doubt about the manager. The manager doesn't play the the most talented attacking players. He plays a very pragmatic and, and negative style. He grinds out too many games against opponents where we should win more comfortably. It makes it too difficult. Makes it more difficult than it needs to be. Um, with Mbappe. And Benzema, they haven't developed that chemistry. Um, they, they, they should be winning games more handily, but they don't. Messi and Neymar, they've both dropped into more creative positions where they aren't, uh, the onus isn't on them to be the goal scorers. Cristiano Ronaldo's out of form. Uh, Romelu Lukaku, I don't think, is going to go far in his tournament with Belgium. So it takes me down to the next two players, uh, or at least in the, in the market I'm seeing. But let's see where you guys have these two. Lutaro Martinez of Argentina, he is their main striker. Memphis Depay is the main man at Holland, who I think will come through their group relatively comfortably. And then Richarlison is the first choice striker for Brazil. He's the number nine, not Neymar. Neymar's the creative player who's essentially expected to, to, to deliver more assists. So yeah, when you go down, the, the, yep. the, the number nines, who are the, the forwards who are supposed to score the goals, aren't among the favourites. Now, obviously, in these tournaments, you can have breakout performances from midfielders or wingers. You know, goals can come from everywhere. Um, it's not always the striker that finishes the top scorer. In fact, last year in the EPL, there was a tie between Salah and uh, and Song, two players who play as wingers. But this year, Erling Haaland is the number nine for Manchester City, and he's well out in front uh, as the leading goal scorer. So generally, you like to look at a number nine, a proper centre-forward, and ones that are going to go far in this tournament, and that is Lautaro Martinez and yeah, Richarlison, the the two the two actual strikers of Brazil and Argentina. So, so Sean, real Mart quick, Mart and also Richarlison is listed as a single name, which that bumps his his soccer street cred, right? Doesn't need oh, two yeah. names. Yeah, so I wrote those down. Uh, I'm seeing them at tw uh, twenty-five Martinez. to one. Both of them. Martinez is twenty-five to one. Yep, and uh, Richarlison twenty-five. Okay, to Okay, and I'm seeing Memphis Depay, which who also uh, Nicholas Cage's character from Gone in sixty seconds. I'm seeing him at all, also plus twenty-five hundred. So all, uh, he's fifteen hundred. Oh, really? Yep. Mm. Okay. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash run bet. Uh, can I can I sprinkle a couple long shots for you? Sure. See what Billy thinks about this. Well, for you for you, Sean, because you're a big uh USA guy, as am I. USA. Uh Christian Polisic, a hundred to one. Don't you I mean Is that just that's probably burning burning money? Shout out to the, the books for listing that. That's stupid because uh, they're hundred and fifty to one to win it all. Like, wouldn't you rather just take that? Uh no. Okay. No. I'm, I'm I'm we're talking about goal score. <laughs> Uh, for from Korea, son, we talked about him. He did mm. break his face, I guess, but he is sixty-five to one to score. He scores a lot of goals in England, and we talked about Sadio Mane earlier uh, at fifty to one uh, for Senegal. Maybe not the best price compared to those other guys. I, I like the Richarlison angle a lot. Yeah, you, you uh, want to get you want to get somebody who's going to play seven games, and that and you yeah. know what the, the thing is is seven games also includes um, a third place playoff, so. Getting to the semi-final, yeah. getting to the semi-final gets you seven games, and sometimes you can like pad that 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 goal scoring record out in that in that third and fourth place playoff because nobody cares about it. 
that someone dying for the golden boot might care about it. So you want to you want to pick a team going get get into the final four, so you get a full seven games. So that that's why I think that uh, Martinez and Richarlison stick out, not because they're the best strikers in this tournament. No way. Uh, it's it's clearly killing Mbappe and um, and and other names and, and Benzema and uh, and Harry Kane. The volume play. is Harry Kane. Are Harry Kane Mbappe? And Benzema going to play all the way to the semifinals? I'm not sure. There we yeah, go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, Martinez and uh, Richarlison. Those are those are my two. I'm co-signing with Billy. All right, closing it out. Sean Charleston. That's your soccer name. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Sean Charleston. <laughs> uh, appreciate you coming on, Billy. What any sort of locks before we let you go? And of course. Everyone should be subscribing to the Soccer Gambling Podcast. Get all your World Cup picks there. Tons of great stuff coming up from Billy Bahati. Any sort of lock you want to go out on? For me, my lock is the uh, USA to win USA. at 150 to one. My dog is Argentina at plus 525. What do you got, Billy? What's what's one of your um, favorite I, bets here? I I. I I don't know if you have this market here. Tell me if you haven't, and I'll try and find something else. Do you have um a team to reach the quarterfinals, yes. a team to reach the semifinals. What price do you have on Argentina? Uh, da, 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 da. Quarterfinals. If it's too, if it's too juiced, play up to semifinals. So stage of elimination, semifinals. No stage of elimination to reach. Oh, I don't know if we have that market. I bet we do. Oh, here we go. To reach to reach quarterfinal. Yeah, to reach semifinal. Let's go. What's the, which team? Argentina. One thirty plus, plus one thirty. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I, I like that because I don't feel that this team will will fall short at that stage. Um, they come if they come through their group as the group winner. Um, I, I feel that um, as long that, that they they end up getting either Senegal, Ecuador, or Qatar. So then that puts them through uh, to the round of sixteen. Uh, where where looking at it, I don't think anybody can knock him out at that point. So. So yeah, and even even at that point, um, Argentina would be a favorite. So you can take a hedge if you do that kind of thing. Uh, I, I know you guys are not advocates, but um, <laughs> but yeah, you can't you can't take a you can't take a hedge at that point. All right, like it, uh, Kramer. You got any locks you want to throw out? Oh, I I think I'm scanning through all the things I wrote. I wrote down a we number a of bets. We'll, we'll put this on. Uh, put it out. We'll, on we'll get this somewhere. Some. So I, it feels like the lock that that I like the most. Sharp angle here, Croatia under five and a half goals. All right, there you go. How about that? That'll do it for the Sports Gambling Podcast. Hey, make sure you go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Tons of great gear up there. Use that promo code Dallas Sucks, get 10% off. And again, make sure you subscribe to the Soccer Gambling Podcast, hosted by the great Billy Bahate. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean, second the money green, and he is Ryan. Come on, Sean. USA. <laughs> USA. Hey, Christian Pulisic, top goal scorer. USA wins this fucking tournament. Thousand hey guys, one. Let me just let's fucking say one more go. thing. Yeah, uh, just just um just because I, I got a message uh, earlier from from Adam uh, that those guys are putting out written content every day on the sports gambling podcast website. So I'm I'm doing the podcast, but there's actually written stuff on our site by the other guys as well. So check that out as well. Not only that, it, you want to hear someone with an American accent talk about it? We got the MLS guys breaking We're it down. Tons of soccer stuff over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Head over there; you cannot miss it. Kramer, let's it ride. <laughs>